Welcome to The Vital Point. I'm your host, Jonathan Schechter. If you are interested in transformational work, such as plant medicine, psychedelics, breath work, meditation, somatic practices, cold exposure, yoga, and more, then my friends, you are in the right place. Welcome to The Vital Point, the podcast that is for practitioners as well as people new to transformational work looking curiously for more information and guidance. So if you are new to this type of work, uh, welcome. I'm your host, Jonathan Schechter. I am an integration coach and breathwork facilitator. I've also been meditating for about 20 years and um, do some mindfulness instruction as well. So this podcast um, brings you leaders in the fields of transformational work, whether that's um, psychedelics and plant medicine work, breath work, or a myriad of other types of modalities. And my goal with this podcast is to not only introduce you to new modalities and practices, but help spark your curiosity to go out and actually practice them. So I hope you enjoy today's episode of the show. Welcome to another episode of The Vital Point. I'm your host, Jonathan Schechter. On this episode, I talk with psychedelic integration coach, Joe Walters, known on Instagram as The Positive Veteran. And I found Joe's account, I'm not sure where, but we've followed each other on social for a few months. And You know, I really enjoyed his content and looking at it in a lot of ways seems to be like looking in a mirror. I found a lot of kinship and camaraderie, a lot of things that he posts about that uh, I resonate with. And I think that that feeling is mutual. So it just seemed natural to extend that out into a conversation on the podcast. So I really enjoyed this one, um, just talking with Joe about, you know, how he came into this work, uh, what men's work means, and uh, different types of integration that he, you know, works with, not only on himself, but with his clients. And I really enjoyed, uh, in particular, his, um, you know, idea about working with polarization and, uh, was happy with what I was able to add to that idea and that concept as well. Because I think polarization and being able to look at these areas where we are strong or have a lot of development and then maybe looking at the polar opposite of that, you know, the areas where we're not so refined and being willing to dive in and look at those is a concept that's very important. You know, whether we're looking at uh, the masculine and the feminine, the mind and the body, heart and the soul, uh, the light and the shadow. You know, there's a lot of different ways that you can take that discussion. So really enjoyed this one and I hope you do as well and hope you check out Joe and the work that he's doing. Also, one last note about this episode. There was something happening on my end Uh, of the IG Live when we recorded, and it created a little bit of feedback, uh, some sort of nastiness on my end. Um, Luckily, 
it's the worst at the beginning of the episode and also um, I'm not doing the majority of the talking uh, on this episode so I apologize for any sound quality issues it is a risk that you run when you record in a live environment but say la vie the show goes on and I don't think that it takes away uh, anything from Joe's sharing and his vulnerability and his message. So thanks for your patience and your understanding. Hope you enjoy the episode. Welcome to the Vital Point podcast. Uh, this is about all things transformational. Actually, before we get going, can you hear like some sort of feedback? I do or... not have any on my end. Okay. Hopefully that'll fix it. It'll be really weird to talk for a half hour hearing that. All right. Uh, welcome to the Vital Point Podcast. I'm your host, Jonathan Schechter. This podcast is about all things transformational. And uh, to me, the vital point is that we must practice. These things are not uh, learned by thinking about them, talking about them. We actually have to put them into practice. But we have all different types of transformational practitioners on this show. Today, um, my guest is psychedelic integration coach and facilitator, Joe Walters. So Joe, welcome to the podcast. Yeah, it's great to be on here, man. I always love everything you're putting out, all the other guests you're having on. So yeah, it's an honor to be out here to share my message and give a little insights to what I do and how I got to be here today. Awesome. Well, yeah, I think that's a good place to start. Um, why don't you tell us a little bit about, like, how, how did you get here? Yeah, awesome. So I grew up in New Jersey, um, you know, coming in in, in, uh, in high school, you know. I did the sports and spent a lot of time trying to figure out who I was, did a lot of looking outside myself for who I should be and for my identity, which for a lot of my life just kept me kind of chasing around different friends groups, different hobbies, and, and different things. That eventually led me to go into college right out of high school. Uh, I went for a degree in fire science. I was planning on being a firefighter, uh, but very quickly realized that wasn't for me. Um, so the college thing didn't work out the first time around. And I ended up getting a job with the Department of Public Works back then. So I, I worked for the town, fixing roads, doing all the things. And, you know, at that time, everyone's like, oh, cool. You got, you know, a retirement, you got a pension, everything's, everything's great in your life. But I kind of looked around after a couple of years in there and I was like, you know what, this is uh, this is not it for me. I know there's something more. I felt that pull from within. So I decided to join the military at that point. I went home one day. I was like, you know what, Dad, I think I'm going to join the Marines. And he's like, the Marines, what do you mean? <laughs> so I decided to kind of hit the reset button on life, which I'm really grateful I did. It kind of got me out of my town and got me out of that that rut I was in. So I joined the Marine Corps. I spent four years doing that. And again, very quickly while I was in, I knew it wasn't a lifetime thing for me. So I did my four years and I got out. I got out in 2015. And when I got out of the military in 2015, I ended up getting a job for a construction company for a little while and realized I didn't want to work for someone anymore. I had all these skills and abilities that I've accrued through the military and all this discipline. So I started my own construction company and things were going great. The, the business was growing every year. Uh, we were doing some amazing work and things seemed to be on a great path. 
But at that time, I was really suffering from PTSD, a lot of anger issues. I was drinking heavily. I was using escape drugs to get away from my problems. And quite frankly, at the time, I didn't even know I had a problem. I was even I was just completely unaware and completely asleep to like what was going on in my life. And that's when the psychedelics found me. I still don't know how the call came about. But me and my wife decided to take a dose of psilocybin mushrooms at our house. This is back in probably 2016, late 2016. That first experience that I had, I had a complete ego dissolution. And at the time, I had no community. I had no idea what these psychedelics were all about. I pretty much did all the things that they tell you not to do. We just kind of took them at our house. And, and I didn't even know I was doing it for healing at the time. But that experience proved to be the most transformational night of my life. It basically shattered my thoughts of who I thought I was and allowed me to create a new framework of who I really wanted to become. And everything didn't change that night. As I know you know, and many people who explore psychedelics know, it's not one experience that changes everything. So that night really sparked within me a journey that really got to me to where I am today. And that journey included taking a lot more um, psilocybin mushrooms at my house. Me and my wife would take them at home together. And again, we didn't have community. I didn't understand what integration was. I just understood that I was taking these things and I was learning a lot about myself and I'm breaking a lot of old habits. So I did this for a couple of years until finally about 2019. So about three years of starting to change my habits, change my routines, work with these medicines. I got the, the calling saying, you can't be doing this construction stuff anymore. There's something much bigger for you and it's time to leave that behind. And at that point, I've done a ton of personal development. I pretty much changed every single facet of my life and I was really stepping into this new version of myself and I had stepped into this new version of myself. So that's when I, I decided to go into life coaching. So at 2020, right at the beginning of the pandemic, again, I went to my family and was like, well, I'm selling my construction company, I'm becoming a life coach. And, and it was same same as the military thing. They're like, you're doing what? And everyone thought I was a little crazy, but I knew deep within my soul that I was doing something for a very, very big reason. And I just didn't know what it was yet. So I got into the life coaching. I started doing some life coaching. I got my own coach. You know, I learned what that was all about. I learned about marketing. I learned, um, started studying psychology religiously, different modalities. Um, and it was going great, but I always kind of, came up against some blockages and it wasn't the easiest transition to move into and really late 2021 mid late 2021 when I started to lean in the plant medicine world that's when everything opened up for me I always kind of pushed it to the side because I was like I just saw myself as this military veteran who used some psychedelics to heal and I was like well who, who am I to work with this medicine or to help people through these experiences but it finally clicked to me that I can I changed my whole world by using these medicines and through the integration work that I learned on my own through the years. So I really started to step into that role of helping others through this. And as I really stepped into that role, the universe began to open up just so many avenues for me of people. Now I do um, facilitation work for different medicine carriers. I, I do integration coaching and I'm finally in a place where I feel just so aligned and in such a space where I'm helping people do the things that I did over the years and helping through the struggles that I struggled with for so many years, you know, so that was my path, a little bit of an unconventional path to get to where I am today. But it's all through the, uh, the deep work that I did myself. I came through the, through the experience that, that built me into who I was meant to become, you know, to do this work. 
thank you for sharing that. I can definitely relate a lot to uh, your story. Um, I'm curious about like how you made that transition from, you know, you said like the first time that you, you know, worked with mushrooms, that was, you, you know, you said that you did everything that they tell you not to do. So how do you go from that to um, where you're at now where you're able to like, you know, really focus on integration and help other people with their integration? Um, you know, integration is definitely something that we talk a lot about on this podcast and on my page. So, like, I'm, I'm curious to hear more about that journey and, like, what are the things that you were able to do or, like, what are the resources that you found? Um, yeah, just hearing more about that part of your story. Yeah, absolutely. So, like I said, that first experience started to help me to fundamentally shift the way I was showing up in the world. And a big part of that was the people around me. Um, you know, I, I began to realize that, you know, you become the sum equal of, you know, who you surround yourself with and the p things you put in your mind. So whereas before I was, you know, spending my weekends drinking, not really consuming material that was helping me grow, that just shifted everything. And when I start to get into something, I go, I dive in head first. So I began to go to the Tony Robbins virtual events. I began to read all these spirituality books because up until then, I didn't really have a spiritual belief. I was never fully connected to something, but then I had this out-of-body experience that completely showed me that there's something much bigger going on and it connected me to that higher self, if you will. So I just became obsessed with learning. I became obsessed with personal development. And that's what really helped me to more understand what this integration work was about, that these medicines were giving me a lesson each time. And how was I implementing these lessons? And I was implementing these lessons through daily routines was an enormous one. When I started to really take my daily routine seriously and start to feel into what was working for me, that shifted a lot in my life. So who I was surrounding myself, my daily routines and the content I was suing, uh, consuming, those were the pillars of everything. You know, like I said, I became obsessed every day. I, every podcast I listened to was aimed towards my development, my spiritual development, my, my knowledge development, you know, development in all those ways. You know, then, I, then that just eventually led to the people in my circle changing. You know, I, I didn't have a bad break off with the, with the old friends of mine, but it was just this slow and gradual release where I just understood that we kind of were vibrating at a different frequency. And, you know, I, I still love them and appreciate all the relationships I had. But to become the person I was meant to become, I knew there was a different tribe I needed to surround myself with. And quite frankly, I didn't look for it so much as much as as I released the things that didn't serve me, the universe put situations in my place that I was able to take advantage of that eventually placed that tribe in front of me. So, um, so yeah, that's what really, really it was, you know, going from this place of like no awareness, just worried about the weekend and just, you know, having these kind of surface level conversations and watching TV that wasn't feeding my soul to now flipping that upside down and dedicating my life to doing things and being in situations that were helping me grow and eventually helping me make a difference in the world. So yeah, that was the, that was the biggest change that happened within me. And as I made those changes, I began to see who I was. And, and I'm grateful for that too, because part of my journey was, um, I definitely went through some self hate, because I became aware. And then I was aware of who I was. And I was like, wow, you've been living like this. And I had to like, kind of reconcile that, you know, I had all this anger. And I spent all these years not doing anything for myself and always doing things for like, what I thought people, what I thought I should be doing because of other people. 
So, you know, I had to reconcile that, but then that all got reconciled when I came to the deep understanding and embodiment that I had to be the person I was to help the people I'm meant to help. I now have the perspective of where I was to help people who are in that position right now. And I see it time and time again, where, you know, these people come to these ceremonies or come to me for integration coaching, and I can relate to them because I've been through it. Not because I read it in a book or because I understand psychology, but because I was in the trenches and I lived like that for 30 something years. So now I have a lot of gratitude for the journey I went through. I have gratitude for all the traumas I went through and that I was able to transcend because without them, I honestly wouldn't have the abilities and the perspectives I have today to really help them on a deep level from, you know, knowing where they come from. Yeah, absolutely. You know, that's, that's the saying, right? You can only help people as deeply as you met yourself, you know, and like you said, you know, you, you, you really can't learn a lot of this stuff from a book. And so that, that is something that I find that is, um, really fascinating doing this podcast and talking to different practitioners of transformational practices, whether it's they do breath work or they're working with psychedelics or, you know, they have a ice bath company or they're a meditation teacher. So one of the things that they seem to all have in common is they went through their own journey of transformation. They went through their own change and that, process like awaken them to oh it's not enough that i've learned this or like i've changed now i need to work with others now i need to share with them exactly what helped with what helped them you know and that's yeah. like such a beautiful process is like we're all helping each other um you know along this path you know like ramdas said we're, we're just walking each other home yeah and, and i think that that's just a, such a beautiful process and it's also like a testament to the transformation that you've gone through that, you know, it's not enough, like, cool, I'm just going to chill and do the same things. It's, it's a catalyst to like you stepping into your true purpose. So uh, I definitely appreciate that. Yeah, absolutely. I think the term is the, the wounded healer, right? You know, we go through these wounds and we go through these things and yeah, it really helps you come to a place of peace of knowing it's not for nothing. Nothing we go through is for nothing. It's all for this higher purpose for the collective, for ourselves. So yeah, really, really um, helps bring it all home and, and, and really makes you feel that purpose, which really means a lot. Yeah. Let's talk more, like let's, let's dig more into that integration thing. Um, I, cause I know you have a, a book uh, about, you know, integration for psychedelic work and like, what are, tell us a little bit more about your daily routines and processes and like, also what are the, what are some of the modalities or things that you work with, with your clients? Yeah, absolutely. So, um, as I mentioned before, daily routine, when I started to really take that seriously, um, made an enormous shift in my life. And I'm definitely a proponent that, you know, we all know what's best for us. And it took me, it took me a little while to figure it out. You know, in the beginning, I think I learned a big lesson as far as like the masculine feminine, right? So I had a military background, my father being a police officer. I've always been a very logical left brain thinker kind of person. So when it came to getting into all this, you know, and I started my morning routine, I was like, okay, I need to get up at five. And, and you know, from from 5 to 5.20, I need to do breath work. From 5.20 to 5.30, I need to meditate. You know, I set this like very rigid schedule, which, which, which helped me get into the practice. But after a while, I kind of realized that it wasn't having 
the impact that I was looking to have it because it was just like this very hyper structured thing. So I really learned how to section off time in my morning to drop in to align, but also allow myself to have the ability to flow, which is that feminine, right? That masculine feminine energy. And that's really been a big part of my journey. And this is something I really try to implement and, and impress upon the people that I work with, because I think it's different for everyone. You know, you talk to one person, they may do amazing with 80% structure, 20% flow. And you talk to another person, they may not thrive in that. May, they may need 20% uh, um, structure and 80% flow. So I think it's really about finding the modalities, the practices and the types of structure that really work best for you and really having them feel into that. You know, I think journaling is an enormous thing. And journaling is something that I always get such benefit from and my clients as well, you know, we do all these things, but how are we tracking it? How are we tracking our progress? How are we relating to our emotions? So journaling is definitely at the, the keystone of it. Meditation, of course, is something that's really pivotal, um, especially for people that are working with plant medicines. I see it time and time again. You know, when I do facilitation, you can immediately see the people that have strong practices and that don't have strong practices. Those people in the plant medicine space that do, they have difficult times, but you can always see them come back to their breath work. You can always see them come back to their meditation because it's just developing a relationship with the mind. And I'm such a proponent of meditation is not just meant to sit there and just shut the brain off, you know, because if we, if we try to just fight it, and just shut it off, it's probably just going to come in louder. We, what we resist persists. But I love the analogy of the thoughts being like a river. And we can watch them go by without engaging. And as long as we're becoming the awareness behind the thoughts and we're practicing and embodying being that awareness and being out of the mental cloud that we often get wrapped up in, then we're, we're doing a great job at it. And we're doing what we need to do within that meditation. And, you know, some people may do better with silent meditation. Some may do be better with guidance, with music. So again, I always come back to really feeling into what works best for you? What are you seeing the benefits from? You know, if you're doing it just to do it and you're not getting a benefit, then you're just checking a box. So it's always coming back to how are you feeling and how it's impacting your life. Another thing I love, and I know you love this as well, is uncomfortable action. You know, doing the ice baths has been something I recently got into this year. And I've always loved uncomfortable action. I think the military guy in me helps with that. You know, I did a marathon last year. And I do these things because I feel like they're, another form of meditation. Your brain is doing all these things saying, I don't need to do this. Why should I do this? We don't need to do this. And we're saying, I get you don't want to do it, but I'm calling the shots. We have the willpower and we're going we're gonna to press through and do this. And I think the more that we take that uncomfortable action when we don't need to, we're more easily able to navigate the difficult situations that arise in our life that aren't our choice. You know, it's strengthening the brain. You know, we go to the gym to strengthen our bodies and we do ice plunges and marathons and, and all these little tiny uncomfortable actions, getting up early to just strengthen that muscle, strengthen those, strengthen those, um, the mental fortitude that we have. So, you know, th that's really at the core of it. And then of course, um, what we consume, you know, the books that we're reading, you know, I think a daily practice of, of gaining insights and wisdoms from other people through podcasts and books is just, is another way to just continually have you on this growth path and continually being the best version of yourself. So, so yeah, as far as the morning routine, you know, I think it's, it's very open, you know, I, I really leave it to them to find the modalities and practices. 
Um, but of course, you know, have the ones that I suggested that worked in my, in my, in my journey, but I, I definitely have the openness to understand that it's different for everyone. It looks different for everyone. And we really just focus on the outcome and how, who you're becoming is the most important aspect of it. I love that polarity between the masculine and feminine that you're talking about. Um, I find that there's so many of those polarities that can be really like harnessed. Um, another one that I tend to see in my own work and my work with clients is um, people that benefit from top-down therapies versus people that benefit from bottom-up therapies. Like for me, um, you know, I'm coming up on like 20 years of practicing meditation. And so like I was used to being in my head. I was used to like the, the brain and the mind, like calling the shots, being able to watch those thoughts go by. So for whatever reason, like I didn't develop more somatic practices until I really needed them. And so it, learning somatic practices, like balancing that part out has really helped me. And I also found other people where they're really connected with their body, but they've never sat down and tried to like, you know, watch their breath, um, let the, let go of, you know, become aware and let go of what's happening in the mind. And so like those people, like it's, it's so wonderful that they're connected in their body in this profound way, but it's like, Hey, let's, let's help you balance it out with like some mindfulness practice and some meditation. So again, like those, those polarities, you know, um, the masculine and feminine energy, the body and the mind, there's all these different, um, polarities that we can we can use to to help people in their journey and, and I, I love that about what you're saying um another thing obviously i mean you know i love the, the ice baths and I, I love that you appreciate it i think you know it's like we've never met and this is our first time actually talking like besides some text but um like, I feel like you're a brother. Like, you're like a brother from another mother. You know, like, there's so much uh, that we have in common. And yeah, that, um, that uncomfortableness is something that's so important to me about the ice bass as well. Like, yes, there's all these other health benefits and there's all these other things that are happening. I don't focus on those at all, you know? <laughs> it's just all about like, hey, just notice what happens when you decide to do this thing that's like really, really uncomfortable. You know, um, and even like not even just like when you're there about to get in, I've noticed like on days where I'm doing an ice bath, like sometimes that mental chatter starts first thing in the morning. And I get out of bed and I'm already like trying to think of a way out of it, you know, yeah. it's just it's it's so funny to me. Like, that's why like my catchphrase for the ice bath is like the hardest part is getting in because as soon as you get in and your breath comes back to you, it's like oh man, the hardest part is over. I feel like I could stay in here for, you know, five minutes, 10 minutes, however long it is. You know, we already did the hardest part, which is just getting this up here to like, you know, okay, we're, we're going to do this. Like, I'm not listening to you. Like you're saying, like, you're not running the show. And, um, you know, then the last thing, like, I, I love that you keep touching on, um, you know, all aspects of the environment. That, that you're with you know like the way that I like to say it is like all these different aspects of your diet you know like your diet is not just what you're eating or drinking but like what kind of um, people are you around uh, what kind of you know media are you consuming um, 
when I kind of went through my own journey, it was really interesting, like, looking at my Spotify, like, especially at the end of the year, because, like, halfway through the year, like, all the music that I was listening to, I didn't want to listen to it anymore. I <laughs> listening to, like, more, like, conscious music, more medicine music, um, you know, more devotional music. And so, like, looking at, like, my playlist at the end of the year that Spotify puts together for you, it was like schizophrenic, you know, like, <laughs> like I don't want to listen to any of this. What are you telling me that this is what I like, you know? Um, and so, yeah, just, just really getting in touch with all of those different aspects of, of our environment, of our diet, and really like, um, you know, being able to work with them and change them. So I really appreciate that about uh, your approach. Yeah. And in my book, I basically, so the book's, the book's broken down into three sections. I did um, before the ceremony. So a little bit of the history and kind of breaking the stigma and showing people that these medicines have been used since the earliest civilizations. I touch upon basically LSD, ayahuasca and psilocybin is the main ones I discuss in my book. And then I go in during ceremony, some, you know, some helpful things to, to know and to lean on and, and kind of what to expect it within the ceremony. And then my post ceremony is the integration portion. And in the integration portion, I basically broke it down to six pillars that I found were the pillars of integration in the different areas of life. And what I broke it down was, was intellectual, interpersonal relationships, the mind-body connection, your environment your spiritual growth and your lifestyle. So those are basically the six areas I touch upon that, you know, if you, when you really break it down into those areas, those are all the areas combined that, that really will set you on the path of really integrating all areas of your life because integration involves integration of everything. You know, if you're, if you're integrating one area, but you're completely leaving another area out and you're like, you're, you have the same friend group and the toxic behaviors, it's going to hinder your, your process. So when you can really integrate, like you said, your diet is everything, you know, everything all in, you know, and when we really can understand this, this holistic approach at it, we really take leaps and bounds in our progress and how we're able to show up. The last thing I wanted to touch on is um, is is your your work with men specifically. Um, I know just from looking at your page, you know, you just finished up uh, a men's retreat and helping facilitate for that. And one of the things that I've found about being in this space, you know, this holistic space, this plant medicine space, is that for better or for worse, it attracts a lot of the feminine. Um, and it attracts a lot of, of women. And there's nothing wrong with that, but I really appreciate the men that are in this space um, for a lot of reasons. And I don't wanna like sort of leave the witness here. So I'd, I'd just like to hear you know, your take before I talk too much about like, why is this work so important for men? Yeah, this is definitely uh, important work for men. And it, it's a close place in my heart because like I mentioned before, I was in the fire department. I went from that to the Department of Public Works. I went from that to the military. So, you know, I'll, t I'll use the term, say, toxic masculinity or, you know, I was in those environments where the masculine was embodying a masculine they were told to be right? The masculine that doesn't talk about emotions, the masculine that uses negative talk that doesn't build each other up. I lived in that for a lot of years. And, you know, now as I stepped into this space, and I'm starting to see the transformations, 
in the men, I'm starting to see the absolute importance of this and take the plant medicine out of it. When we do men's retreats, where we just bring men together and just allow them to be vulnerable and talk about things that they wouldn't talk about with anyone. And we really get to crack that shell that we build around the heart and open that up. I mean, the transformation is unbelievable. And also what I'm really starting to see in this work as well is as we're healing the men, we're inherently healing the women as well. Because I do men's work and I also do co-ed work. And, you know, I, I, I'm able to embody, you know, what, what I would call, say, the divine masculine. Like, I've really healed those parts of me. So I'm able to show up in a different capacity for women. And the women feel that energy. They see me show up like that. And they've said, like, you have helped me heal in just this weekend because I didn't understand that men can show up like that. Because a lot of women have had interactions with men that have been very, very skewed. And then they build this whole framework of what a man is around that. So I just think it's so important for men to be able to open up into this vulnerability and to reach these deeper depths of themselves, because ultimately it's healing the feminine, it's healing that masculine, and it's developing just deeper and deeper bonds. I mean, just this past weekend, we had 17 men come together. And within the first day, they said that they've never felt that they've ever been in a space in their life where they've been so connected or so open just in one day of meeting and having conversations. So the men are thirsty for it, even if they don't know it. They're looking to connect. They're looking to be understood and felt. And there's so much generational trauma that has been passed down and that most people don't even know that they're they're just living these loops of their parents, which they did the best they could, but they just learned from their parents. And we're really at a pivotal point right now. We're breaking these generational traumas and these generational bonds and doing it together is a much easier path. I know a lot of men get stuck in the, I don't need anyone, the lone wolf syndrome. I know I got caught in that for so many years. So I've really, you know, the more I'm dig digging into this men work, um, I'm really falling in love with it because you know, my gift is I get to see this happen in front of me within the span of weekends. And then we build these communities and these tribes and it's, it's really having a ripple effect on humanity. So, you know, I think the co-ed work is great, but I think just the men's work in general, you know, is just so pivotal right now because there's been a long standing design of what men should be and what it looks like, but we can rewrite that and we are rewriting that. And that's creating such a more powerful force and an ability to really create the new way of being that's, that's much different than, than what we've known before. I love that you touched on like how, how showing up in an embodied way um, really can not only affect um, the men around you, but, but the women. And there's so much um, interpersonal uh, trauma, you know, especially like, like you said, there, there are women that have never experienced um, an embodied man that's like really embodying the divine masculine. Um, they have their guards up. You know, we as men have our own guards, right? Like just being in that toxic masculinity kind of um, environment. But that, that's something that I have experienced as well, like with my partner and, um, you know, with, with other women in the medicine space, it, just people in general, just, you know, there, there's something about, um, it's a state of being, right? Like there's nothing that we have to do necessarily. It's just, who, who are we being? Like, how are we embodying um, our truth and, and our sacredness as, you know, as souls, not just as these three-dimensional meat sacks? Um, <laughs> you know, it really ripples out, like you said. I love that. I love that metaphor. Um, because sometimes, 
some of the most profound um, things that I've found, especially within the context of the medicine space, don't have anything to do with anything profound at all. It's just like how you can sit and listen to somebody, <clears throat> helping somebody up, you know, like from their seat, um, getting them a tissue or like, you know, the, uh, a trash can. You know, some of the like the very little things, like I, I've been really surprised by that. I have a, a good friend that uh, we met in ceremony and he's, whenever we get together, he still tells me, you know, like we were sitting outside and, um, and we were moving, we were moving across the backyard and there was this place he couldn't see because it was dark and there were all these rocks and I kind of grabbed his arm and I was like, Hey, let's, let's go around this way. And he still talks about that, like, man, like I had this had this profound effect on me. And I'm like, bro, I was just helping you out, you know? Like, <laughs> I, I, that's not even like, it wasn't like a conscious thing. I wasn't like sitting there like, how can I help this person? They're just being a, a human being, you know? And um, so I, I love, I love that, that you really touched on how, who we are, um, ripples out and then it's not necessarily something that we're doing all we have to do is 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 embody and be so I, I love that and i appreciate the work that you're doing yeah thank you it's it's definitely my pleasure and honor it's definitely every time i step into the space it just deeper affirms that this is my purpose and like what i'm meant to be doing and it's it's an honor to have found that and be able to facilitate that and to, to help bring trust back into the masculine because there's so many people that even last weekend they're like you know like I just, I'm wary of every man I meet and I'm, I'm wondering what he's trying to get from me. And, and at the end of the day, like you said, it's just about embodying and understanding there has, doesn't have to be that ulterior motive. We don't have to be in that fight or flight. We can just be in that acceptance and understand that we can help each other rise up. So yeah, it's, it's my honor to, to sit in this space and continue to, to grow this. Yeah, and I, and I hope that you can continue to share that, you know, especially with your, like you said, your experience being in these very like hyper masculine um you know jobs and environments um i don't have any of that you know like i just know growing up around dudes and guys and like being in those i know how toxic those environments can be so i can only imagine you know in those specific sort of male environments you know military roles and firefighting like you're saying like um, you know, I'd, I'd love to hear more of that, you know, from you. And I think there's a lot of wisdom and um, experience that people can relate to, um, you know, in, in that story. So I hope you continue to share that. Absolutely. I sure will. I, I have a lot of power in the sharing and I enjoy doing so. And that's why I just started my podcast up because, um, yeah, I'm excited to continue to connect with other people, you know, doing the same kind of stuff and continue to get out there because there's there's healing and people understanding they're not alone. And I think that's a big part of it, too. A lot of people think they're alone when really when you get all these men in these groups time and time again, the threads that connect through each person, there's a thread that can connects each and every person, how much they think their story is unique, which everyone's story is unique, but there's commonalities in the patterns throughout every single person. So, you know, where, however our platform is, however we share, there's so much power in, in it and it gives them permission to have that vulnerability and to step into their next power as well. I love it. Well, Joe, thank you so much for being on the podcast. I think this is a good place to kind of break 
Um, hopefully we can do it again. I'd love to keep talking with you and um, continue to deepen that connection. So um, where can people learn about you um, if they're interested in working with you or finding out more? Yeah, absolutely. So I'm the positive veteran. Um, so on Instagram, Facebook, it could be at the positive veteran. And then positiveveterancoaching.com is my website, where you could order my book through there. It has all the different services I offer a little bit more about my backstory, my bio. So those and then my Calendly links, if you want to schedule a call, find out about ceremonies and all the things that we do there. So those are the main avenues that you could catch me on. And uh, yeah, I look forward to connecting. And again, thanks for having me on. I look forward to having you on my podcast and we'll definitely do this again. I'm always enjoying your content, all the things you're sharing. And I really appreciate how you show up. Well, thanks, brother. I appreciate that too. Oh, uh, before, we, before we break, um, you have a mycology course, right? That you just launched? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Mindful Mycology 101. So when I first when I had my awakening and all that, I very quickly wanted to get into mycology. So, you know, I did that and I spent years, you know, learning the ins and outs of it. And eventually, you know, I started to help a lot of people and I got a lot of interest in people saying, like, I want to get into it, but it's difficult and it's hard. So and there's a lot of information out there. While it's not hard, there could be a lot to it. There's a lot of information. So my goal was to create this streamlined process of like an easy to follow way to do it. So I recorded some videos. Um, I have all the resources in there of just how to get it started on a home grow because there's information about doing like commercial grows and all that. But I just want to make an easy course for people to get that home grow set up, whether it's psychedelic, non-psychedelic. It's just a basic overview course that can help you get started today at, at um, you know, in the comfort of your own home in the easiest way possible. So Mindful Mycology 101. Also on, the, on my uh, website, there's a page right there that'll have all the different information. There's a, a done with you where I can kind of coach you through it. Um, there's a there's an option where I can buy all the materials and have it sent to you. So you, you get the course, you get the materials, and you're just ready to go. So there's a couple different options in there. So Mindful Mycology 101, that's on the website as well. Um, and yeah, always happy to share that information because it's a really fun hobby. And uh, to be able to cultivate the things that are helping your healing is a really, really powerful thing. Yeah, definitely. I, I appreciate that you're doing that. I mean, there's, there's something that's really special about... Um, you know, growing your own medicine and, and working with it and the, the energetic connection that, that comes out of that. So yes. like, I, I really appreciate that we're getting more, more into that. So yeah, hear more about that as well. Well, cool, Joe. I really appreciate you being on the podcast today. Thanks for everybody that tuned in live. And if you're listening to the replay on Instagram or Apple, Spotify, Google, or Anchor, um, please just go ahead and subscribe to the podcast. Leave us a review. Definitely helps uh, with the algorithm. Just helps get the podcast out to more people. And as always, uh, keep practicing. You know, that's what that's what all these practices, all this transformation is about, is, is going out and actually feeling energized and curious about, um, you know, learning and finding something new. And, um, you know, so go ahead and do some practice today for yourself. So until next time, I'm Jonathan Schechter. Thanks a lot, Joe. Appreciate your time. Awesome. Thank you. Talk soon. Yeah. Peace. Thanks for checking out another episode of the podcast. I hope that you not only enjoyed it, but that you feel inspired to go and do some practice of your own. You know, whether that is something that is a part of your regular routine, like meditation or breath work, or trying something new, like 
taking an ice bath or starting a new mindset practice. Maybe you feel curious to something that you've been called to try, you know, working with a new teacher, a new facilitator, or maybe even working with uh, psychedelics or plant medicine in whatever way is safe and legal for you where you live. My hope is that you are you know, curious and continue to expand your transformational practice and that this podcast inspires you to continue doing that. As always, if you can follow or subscribe to the podcast on whatever platform you're listening to it on, it definitely helps. And if you can leave a review, even just a few reviews really help to push the podcast up in the algorithm and help make it more visible to more people. I'd love it if you shared it with your friends, if you're finding it valuable or interesting. As always, follow me at Blue Magic Alchemy on Instagram, all one word. And if you're interested in learning more about breathwork or you'd like support integrating or preparing for self-development transformational practice, reach out to me at bluemagicalchemy at gmail.com or at Instagram to set up a discovery call for Instagram coaching. Until next time, thank you, be well, and keep practicing. That's the vital point.